Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Welcome to my island. See the palm trees waving the wind. Welcome to my island. Hope you like me. You ain't leaving. Okay. To my Pierce, you are our, our resident idea man, our, our, our thinker, our philosopher. Um. And, and and you've got us thinking about luxury. Yes. It's a it's a thing that I I don't know that I think about a lot. Um, because I spend ninety-eight percent of my time by myself. Um you know, any luxury that I deal with is like usually on a small scale. But I'd say you know, infrequently um, there will be an instance where I go out into the real world and I'll observe something or I think, oh, I don't do this very often. So, so let me do something that is, is a little more, more fancy. And, and a case in point on this is I had a, um, a work, a work event, a local work event in December. It was a holiday party and I was allowed to, to, well, I got, got to get dressed up, which is fun. And um, I could I could bill a ride to that event, and so what I did is I got a ride share, and because I don't tap into this budget hardly at all, I thought I'm going to do it really big. So I got one of those ride share XL fancy versions, and it was not tremendously expensive because it was going like three miles, but it was really fun to ride in a really big car that was you know uh, shiny and very high off the ground and someone drove me quietly and everything else and i realized that that's something i could just do with my phone but it didn't always used to be that way and i think that there's something in that change but i well i've been to atlanta where you live and i think most of the cars there are (laughs) big and shiny and far off the ground (laughs) Yeah, that is that is true, but it's different when someone is driving you that and is it true. is quiet inside as opposed to sounding like, well, the car that normally passes when we're recording in Kevin's neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking to see if I can get black car in Harrisonburg. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, this is it's, it's very much like the, the, the rideshare age. I, I seem to recall right when that kind of started it wasn't so much someone's Corolla is here to pick you up. It was, hey, you don't want a crummy taxi and you don't want to have to have a relationship with a black car service. Just get one on demand. Yeah, the original Uber service was what is now known as Uber Black before they commandeered everyone's cars all over the world. Uh, I, like, I remember uh, my my first uber ride was also an expensed situation and i'll and i'll pick this name up after i finish dropping it on the floor i i had a job interview with amazon in in 2014 like that happened um and so i got to go to seattle and take an uber black from SeaTac to whatever hotel they were putting all their interview candidates up in um but that whole experience was like totally foreign to what 
the the whole ride sharing experience has become now and and i think this is sort of the the frame that that you came to us in which is that like things that a while ago would have seemed like kind of fantastical luxuries mm-hmm. have largely gotten pretty mundane and everyday yeah it's it, it's almost like and Max, I'm interested, but it's almost like we've made luxury democratic, which sounds like it would be good, but it is somehow it is taken well, it's kind away of antithetical from antithetical to the base concept yes. of luxury. Yes, yes, Max. Well, I, I think we need to qualify right off the bat and, and recognize who we are and the position of privilege that we speak from. That while the quality of life, because quite frankly, luxury is you know if you draw qualities of life, I think most people think of a lot of, there's a lot of overlap in things that are luxurious and things that are in the the top end of the quality of life. And as those things have become more normalized, they more people have access to them, but that doesn't mean everyone has access to them. So like, if you think of a thing like a dishwasher or a laundry machine, like those were luxuries in the fifties and they've just gotten more affordable, but there's still lots of people that don't have access to, to those types of things. So... I think an important call. <laughs> a, a good and fair point, although we probably shouldn't spend, let's not spend the whole pod getting bogged down in that too. No. Mm-hmm. They are, they are easier to come about and they are available to a, a wider swath of people that is not just the 1% of the, the 1% anymore, which I think is maybe where it used to be. Yes. The, I mean, the fact that we're, you know, we're all recording a podcast right now from <laughs> rooms in our home that are more or less special purpose for doing stuff like this. And we have microphones that can connect across, you know, many state lines. Like, uh, basically, everything in our lives is qua- at least quasi-luxury. It's probably luxury to someone. Well, I guess that was the reason I wanted to bring it up. I was not about to talk about that, but more like, as things become more accessible, I assume... The definition of luxury changes. Hmm. Yeah, and and yeah. Ke- Kevin, I think you had a <clears throat> a an interesting example of that. I say interesting. I don't really like that word. I thought you had a a, a worthwhile um, example of that, which is kind of like the the house cleaner example. And I I think I come from a similar perspective to you is like if people have house cleaners like they always have house cleaners as someone who's there all the time and it's a long-standing relationship but it doesn't maybe it never had to be that way but it certainly isn't that way now yeah well for for me it was just that any expo like if i went to someone's house heard someone mention house cleaners like whether they're everyday ones or or not it was just a pretty rare thing and i that was the level where i you know associated you know, re- real wealth with. Um, and I know plenty of people now who have, who hire people to come clean their house. Um, and, and it also goes to the yard work and stuff. And I think it's probably a function to do with people value their time differently than they used to probably because we have more of these goods available, uh, for so cheap. So we can have lots of fun things to play with. And so we might want to play with them and, we have because those goods are cost less. They have more money to spend on services. Hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. About like we we do have these efficiencies elsewhere that allow us to to maybe put to put money things like that. There's also the aspect of of time. It's like 
in a, a faraway land um, where you didn't have the internet or it wasn't as effective as it is now. Like if you go home, you are home. And so you have time to clean your house as opposed to, ah, okay, I'm going to eat food real quick and do my cycling workout. And then I have to go work for another two hours. And so like having cheaper things elsewhere, it's like, all right, maybe I do want to use this service because I don't have, I don't have the time, quote unquote, to do that thing that I maybe used to do. So as you know, part of the services are getting more affordable, those luxuries, but people are also using them more just because our, you know, the balance of our lives is different. Yeah. I think with, um, like, <clears throat> um, luxury goods, the, like Max said with the dishwasher and, and things that, that is not everyone can afford them, but more people can afford them. And that goes to, um, you know, nice TVs and <clears throat> sorry, um, like a, a lot of, a lot of gadgets. So like at some point there are still these like top tier luxury goods that most people can't afford, but a, a lot more people I think can afford what used to be luxury goods and now still have a bit of extra to spend that they, you know, maybe used to not have. Yeah. And I, I to come back to, I think, a key example of like how, how maybe it used to be and how that's changed. Um, the limousine or the, the private car, black car type thing. I, I remember like with the, having a, a housekeeper, basically, I remember thinking that that was just a really cool thing. I mean, the idea of you would take limos places, maybe most importantly, someone would drive you places. Like you did not have to, to drive, uh, anywhere. Um, and I think that there's like, uh, a calculus of convenience there. It's like, there's probably a reason that those folks were feeling like, ah, I have to have someone drive me places. And I, I think that some of those luxuries and that, that convenience still exist. Um, but I don't know if it is in that, like someone driving me or someone, uh, or, or having a limousine at my beck and call. And so I think that, you know, maybe the shine being taken away from it is it is it so much that everyone you know quote unquote everyone a larger swath of people can do this or is it just that the things that the the rich and powerful are doing anymore the model for that thing that is cool has has changed yeah i i sort of think that's part of it because the there is still the like elite sort of uh extremely wealthy class version of having a driver like there absolutely is still the car service that exists to enable the world's power players to like you know get shit done while they're going to and from places instead of having to worry about driving their cars um you know I, I, and that's it's it's like a time is money thing it's it's how how do you value your time and you know somebody who is like a you know a a big wig at a a place like Goldman can pretty plausibly you know sort of look at their comp package and say my time is sufficiently valuable that if i can wring an extra few minutes out of my day by being able to take calls or catch up mm -hmm. on the wall street journal on the way to work like that's 
you know, I, I mean, it feeds into like hustle culture shit too. It's like, that's an edge I can get on my competitors only they're all doing that too. So you don't really yeah. get the same edge. Um, but there, there is, you know, I, I think, I think a big part of this is that there has been, uh, what feels like a concerted effort to take these sort of, uh, behaviors and things that historically only like obnoxiously wealthy people had access to and to make new accessible versions of it for people who are operating at like a slightly lower level of like life luxury, so to speak, like the kind of kind of where we are or maybe slightly above and and with it has come all like this expectation that you will sort of comport yourself accordingly you know like the the i think in in one dimension at least the the prevalence of like ride sharing and uber is like you know you should value your time like the CEO of Goldman values his time. Like it's more time for you to to grind and, and get stuff done in a, in addition to obviously also being a way for you to avoid DUIs and stuff like that. Yeah. So that makes me think. So one thing that you can you can just order, you can do on demand. There are all these companies now that will will uh, deliver to you one of or all of uh six different cookies like you any basically any time of the day you can you can order a cookie that is freshly baked um there's a big difference between ordering that cookie on demand which could be very good to someone who bakes you a cookie on on demand like and and asks you what kind of cookie you'd like so i'm i guess what i'm thinking about is the difference in the thing that there is still a gap there is like the reason when someone says I need to get an edge by having this this extra time, which you can get with all right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna take a, a ride share and a large one by myself. But I think where it is, there is still that difference and where uh, the luxury of having those things on retainer basically is that there is still something in that relationship. Like having a water bottle and a rideshare is a nice thing, but it is a it is a generic nice thing to add. Having a WeWork office or like working in a WeWork office anymore is is and having space in that is is a nice thing to have. And it may have nice uh nice things that go along with it, but it is it is ultimately kind of generic and there's no like personal relationship with it there so i feel like that's still where the luxury is it's like you can get this thing you can you can say the words but like are you really getting the full experience and i think that there is still a gap there and that's where it can become you know luxury i think yeah and i imagine that as some of these things become more affordable like I can't afford a personal driver, but I could afford to pay people to drive me to more locations. Um, so, you know, the people who do need that, um, I guess there's, there's less people, there's more people vying for the, you know, the driver's attentions in this example. So there still needs to be this like next level of, of status that 
the you know super wealthy can can attain yeah it's like you want you want the thing and you can get it quickly and that is great but but i think of having not that long ago gone through the process of getting a a custom suit made you can go a lot of places but certain places part of the service they're selling is like hey we are going to retain all this for you and when you come back we'll have it ready to go also we're paying attention to the things you like and we're going to build off of that we are trying to build a relationship as opposed to i am a gig minded worker or service and so just getting the revenue from that transaction just doing that single service is is the point it's it's the number of services as opposed to the length of the relationship the custom tailor is a fascinating example because it's a good and a service um Mm -hmm. yeah but like this this is all happening The, the context for all of this of course is the the rampant shift in like how particularly the American economy works over the last several decades from being largely a goods-based economy to being almost entirely a service-based economy. And so like part of the reason that, that this, these services, the, the things that used to be sort of markers of luxury, like being able to have other people handle stuff in your life for you. Part of the reason that it's much more prevalent is that just like, those are all the jobs now. <laughs> like that's all the things that people do. Um, we we've we've taken and we've taken such a step that like, you know, uh, whereas in in at least pockets sort of all over the country, like thirty years ago, you'd you'd see people who were, you know, not working in office jobs may do stuff like work in construction they might you know work in a factory now like the the thing that you do when you know one of the things you do if you fall on t- hard times and lose your job is you might start driving for uber you know yeah. you actually yeah, or even if your job doesn't pay you enough and you right and houses yes, are so expensive absolutely. that you need more money so uh, so like we we've pressed we've pressed the whole country into these service jobs and gigs and in a way part another dimension of the way that that's changed things is it's made you more likely to be on both sides of the service transaction like you are much you're obviously much more likely to wind up driving someone else around for money than you were in 1985. Yeah. And the other thing I cannot help but think about here is the impact on on loyalty. And I know older people who they would they'd travel to a city for for work and they'd go there frequently and there would be like a cab driver that they would they would call. And and a cab is is a type of luxury, but when you are traveling previously when you're traveling it's like it's a very necessary thing unless you're going to rent a car and there are plenty of places where you'd want to go that you don't rent a car so some people would call and they they try to get the same cab driver or the same company or, or whatever um and max actually i i think of you a little bit with loyalty because you're from like a 
a town. I wouldn't say like a small town, but you're from a place that I feel like had its businesses and everything else in, in kind of established things. And I think that there is a a community aspect to that when you have that loyalty. But I think with some of these like little luxuries or little edges you can get, I feel like that starts to to, you know, break away at going to the the local hardware store and you know, looking for help with something, which is, you know, very old school versus just getting someone to do it for you on like TaskRabbit. I guess, um, I don't know if there was a question in there or not. Are you, are you just... suggesting that like in a smaller community, people are more like there's less. I think that like, there are certain differences. That's no, kind of... not so much, not so much that, but I think that there are rhythms of like, this is the, you know, very clearer depictions of the service and goods in our economy. And I'm just kind of curious how these changes affect those smaller communities, but not that like small, but they have a lot of those goods and services boxes checked. So like there are competitors where maybe there, there weren't. No, well, I, <laughs> dumb question. Not necessarily going off that question, but <laughs> like in the in the similar vein. So, I also had a trip to Seattle for uh, an inter. Or this was an internship interview for Microsoft, and um, this was before Uber. And I took a cab ride um, to the hotel I was staying at, and then like as soon as the hotel or as soon as the the, the taxi driver heard that I was there for an interview he was like oh you gotta call me tomorrow morning so I can drive you back to the airport and I presume yeah. it's because he knows I'll tip well because I'm not like paying for anything um, and you know now it's like well I don't like I would rather have an Uber because I don't have to worry about like okay what if something happens to this one guy um, I can order when I want I can track where it's going to be and things like that and then I also just think in general places or things are more about quantity rather than margins. Uh, and mm -hmm. so like the loyalty isn't a big deal for the provider because they're getting such small margins on everything now because there's so much competition for everything. So like, they're not going to spend a ton of effort retaining for, for certain things because that's more effort than, than just spending that time getting extra customers. And that, that might be the difference that Pierce, you were getting at was like in a smaller community, there is less of that competition. So I would guess that maybe those services are like, yeah, more personal, but also not as like, again, like I, I think it comes down to like who, who has access to them, right? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, th I think even we definitely take it for granted but uh, a luxury that has not been mentioned here is the things you want appearing at your door um and not only do the things we want appear at our door they appear for quote-unquote free like the delivery of things and when you stop going to the local whatever store um because you value your time differently and you don't want to have have to go get it you're just like i know what i want i'm going to order it there there's there's no interface with those folks anymore they're losing you know the the margin and and the transaction and additionally like you might buy a, a 
a crappy product because you didn't talk to someone face to face about it that you may have previously in whatever the store is that you have in your community. So, I mean, like even that I feel like is, is a little luxury and it, it disrupts, um, you know, the, the, the previous foundations and it's not, it's not like getting a, a ride share versus a cab versus however you got there before. It's like, it's, it's, it feels smaller than that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's still service-based. I'm also curious, like we talk about goods and services, we don't really talk about access and I don't know if that's like directly tied to luxury, but one thing I always I was thinking of when we talked about like you know what is something you, you we brought up the limo and it's like oh, it's something that was the the epitome of luxury and now it's not. And I, I think about um, things like I, I travel a decent bit, um, and through my credit card I get access to airport lounges, which is something that's like. But, like, it's an airport lounge. Like, you hear that, especially, I don't know, at least for me 10 years ago, like, that's so luxurious. Like, you, yeah. it's literally separate access from everyone else. Like, that is that is a definition of luxury. But as I go to more and more of them, like, at least for anyone who's, who's like, it is nice to have a, a slightly less busy space in the airport if you're stuck there, especially for hours with delays. You get access to free, free food and drinks. Like, those are absolutely luxuries. But, like, it's definitely both more available than it used to be and watered down watered down yes right and and this this gets to the point that i think we've been driving at from the beginning is that the reason that these these things that are you know are luxuries feel more mundane is that the thing and, and you you get this uh, you get this when you ask someone who you know uh, someone who deals with like luxury brands like Louis Vuitton, um, one of the actual literal definitions of luxury has to do with scarcity and the fact that not many yeah. people can access it. So, like, I, I'd make an argument that, you know, having someone drive you around literally is not a luxury anymore. It's still having that, you know, having a personal driver who you have that relationship with that's still a luxury because there's still like a handful of people that can actually, you know, consistently afford that. But like we've taken these things and made them, we have made them more mundane. And so they inevitably will lose some of the luster. And, and a lot of these things I realize in you saying that is like, um, is access to credit, I think has changed, which means that more people are able to theoretically spend. Well, there are more people are able to spend on things. I'm glad you did not say more people are able to afford things because that is not how that works. But like theoretically spend money that they do not yet have. Yeah. Yeah. More people can buy things. But like if, you know, if the four of us could afford Rolexes, Rolexes would not be nearly as cool as they are. But Rolexes are not only expensive, but they are very scarce, and and some of that is controlled scarcity. But there are there are plenty of of bros walking around. They're like, I'm I'm two years uh, in two years. I'll be up next on the the Rolex list. Like that's that's how it works. They are there is a control there because they are goods that are handmade, and so that's part of it. Um, but that's that's true. So yeah, scarcity is important because one thing that we have seen over the last. 25 years with the harnessing of the internet and we talked a little bit before is 
everyone is very aware of scale. And I think that coming back to some of the original examples, it's like when you have this long-term relationship, that scale is very different than like, I want a nice car to drive me to this event right now. That is just a different scale and comes from, there are lots of people willing to offer you that service at the drop of a hat. And, and, you know, I think that that's when you scale up, you, in your definition, scale down luxury. Yeah. This is, this is all making me think of this, like a Instagram, TikTok account. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what it's called. I just see it when I swipe through the videos, um, that makes all, all of these videos along the subject of the difference between a rich person and a really rich person handling the same situation. And it's all, it's very clearly like a new money versus old money thing. And you know, the, the, the rich guy inevitably is, you know, he's the new money guy. He got a bunch of cash and is out there, you know, out there splashing it around, trying to, you know, to show off and, and be ostentatious about it. And the really rich guy is much more sort of uh, polite and, and understands like how to, how to maintain the relationship side of all of these sort of transactions, like being in a guitar shop, like the, the new money guys, like, give me the most expensive one on the wall. Like, yeah, absolutely. And the, the, the old money guy knows that he's looking for something a little different. Um, uh, and just like I think, I think there's a certain extent to which that is like the the frame that we're talking about for this. We've made all of these things that that used to be luxurious something that any jabroni can just splash some cash around and feel like a big shot. And we're 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 not we're we're just yeah. not. Well, and I think you hit on it, which is all of these things are available to us now. But we have to make the decision to do the quote unquote luxurious thing. But real luxury is you don't have to think about it. It's just done for you. You have someone that says you next Tuesday, you have a meeting in Phoenix at three o'clock. You're going to be on this flight to get there. When you arrive, this person will pick you up. There will be a sign. You're staying at this hotel. Like and and like you don't have to think about that. It's just done. Yeah. And and it's the level of comfort with it too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, what I was thinking is that so flying is pretty you know, fairly available now, um, but you know when I'm considering the the three p.m. flight versus the six p.m. flight, I'm like, well, I'd prefer this one, but like it's an extra couple hundred dollars, and so you know I feel like there's the the next level would be like, no, I want I want this time because that that works better for me. And that's not even just a value of time thing. That's just a, like, this doesn't even matter to me. And just being able to, you know, live my life the way I want to exactly is all I need. It's now a luxury to choose your seat on an airplane (laughs) and bring anything other than the clothes. you're Coming to a movie theater near you soon. Want to sit in a nice seat? That'll be a different price. Soon it'll be luxurious to be uh, conscious during a, a flight. Or even uh, just to have the flight take off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's already <laughs> <a> luxury. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, all right. On, I, yeah. on that note, we should. I, I don't want to cut you off on your your parting thoughts, but let's let's maybe get a last thing or two in if you want, and then we can wrap it up and move on to Pierce's sorry. I I just just I think that this is we've hit on some. I I think the same things are still luxurious in my mind. Like having someone drive me around is so luxurious, but we have gotten at like what part of that is luxurious is like we do all these things in an attempt not to worry about them but in doing so we are worrying about them so we have not actually hit the luxury echelon yet no we are all the new rich guy from the tiktok videos who is you know making a big show of splashing the money because on some level he's insecure about the fact that he wasn't always like that and he might one day not be like that anymore. Um, okay. Uh, what are you apologizing for this week? So, um, not really luxury. Oh, no, it is It is luxury. It is luxury. So, I... Um, it is... Where I'm at, it is 80 degrees today. It is February 22nd as we record. This is strange. Everything is blooming. It is deep spring already. Um, and I have decided that that I want to commit to like having having lots of things growing around my house outside and harnessing harnessing that. So I, I'm really committing and and buying all these I bought a bunch of seeds this this week to to grow grow things from seed. Um, and this is my first time doing this. So some of the rhythms of like, you know, how you set up basically your station to put soil in and put seeds and stuff. I'm learning. Well, I have already made a terrible mistake that may come down the road. So I am apologizing to to future visitors to my house who are looking for, I don't know, a, a nice a nice salad or, or something like that. Yes, Kevin, exactly. Um, because what I didn't what I didn't think about on a oddly windy day here was if you put the seeds um, very close to the soil, and there is a big uh, burst of wind. All of the bok choy seeds will immediately go into your pile of soil, and they are microscopically sized. So I may just have bok choy popping out of every container you have ever seen randomly. So um, I I apologize if my yields down the road are are inhibited by a bok choy infestation. <laughs> but fortunately, it's a, it's apparently a pretty good crop to like... Um, it, bok choy is good, first of all, so I'm not upset. And it's the baby bok choy, which is sure. great. But it also <laughs> apparently like pests... If there is a pest infestation, they will go for that first, and then you can just throw the bok choy away. So maybe this is, maybe this is Mother Nature being like, you're going to mess this up. I'm going to help you out a little bit by sending in the bok choy angels. So that was a big goof, but now I've learned from it. So every meal this year is some bok choy and some leftover alcohol from your wedding. Yeah. Yeah, it truly, it truly is. I'll have to figure out how to do like a bok choy reduction, like vinaigrette or something. We're going to find out if bok choy can make pesto, baby. Yeah, can it pesto has to be one of those single use websites it's just like you type it in and it just says yes for everything pickled bok choy maybe oh i could see oh, that like the, it's worth trying part. it's got enough of a crunch you make bok choy like bok choy kimchi oh, you could yeah. probably Didn't make you already it. apologize for making kimchi just period though 
Um, I, I've I've gotten better at it. Um, Eric Kim of New York Times Cooking, who is is from the Atlanta area, um, he has some really good uh, kimchi recipes that are easy to follow if you don't want to mess up too bad. Sweet. Well, uh, we'll we will absolutely check in throughout the year for bok choy updates. Bok choy apocalypse. But in the meantime, uh, we should do a big idea from pop culture and um i'm pretty jazzed because i'm having a week where i've been listening to a lot of new music uh i haven't had one of those in a while uh found some have stuff you heard of this artist named maggie rogers that i saw last <laughs> night i i have uh i have not listened to any new maggie rogers music in quite a while uh but what i have been listening to are, are three albums that I, I've latched onto and, and quite enjoy. Um, one is uh, This Is Why, which is the uh, return after a fairly long hiatus of Paramore. Uh, very cool band uh, who have moved over the course of their career from a very sort of, you know, pop punk sound to incorporate a lot of like synthy sort of eighties pop rock type stuff in a, a fascinating way that I really like um, uh, an album called desire. I want to turn into you. I think I have that right by Caroline Polachek, uh, which is another very like synthy sort of poppy melodic record. It's she's like, I've been trying to think of the right way to describe her. It's like, She's weirder than churches, but not as weird as Grimes, if that makes sense. If that like places her, I, I know that doesn't help Max. Um, I know who the <laughs> who I at least one of those was is. A band. Well, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. Church is a band. Uh, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the her name is Lauren Mayberry. Who... Yeah, yeah, Lauren, yes. Yeah. Um, Esquire. She she is a lawyer or was at one point. Hot damn. Uh, and then the other the other record, very different from those two, is an album called New York City, a band simply called The Men. Um, and it, it's made me think about how uh, a lot of people called The Strokes when they were first coming out, like Garage Rock. And like that sort of never sat quite right with me because there was always uh, there were a couple songs that fit the bill. But a lot of their music always had a bit more of like a, a poppy sheen on it uh, than than this. I like I can I feel like I can always tell when there's a band that was really influenced by like the Stooges and the New York Dolls, and it's just kind of like straight ahead four four time. We're playing some riffs, brother. Get in the back of the truck. Uh, that kind of music. And that that is definitely what this album is. So, couple couple different flavors for you: uh, Caroline Polachek, Paramore, and the Men. Uh, yeah. So now that we've done that, we should close up for the day with a trivia questions. We'll kick it over to Max. Yeah. Today we've got a geography question. Oh God! Coming at you straight from Africa. Question today is pretty straightforward. What is the capital of Libya? Is it A, 
Carthage, B, Misrata, C, Khartoum, D, Tripoli, or E, Benghazi? I believe it is Tripoli. That is my answer as well. Okay, well, I was going to go Khartoum. Uh, the correct answer is D, Tripoli. So, Pierce and Sean, you are correct. Uh, I believe Khartoum is the capital of the... Uh, is it Uganda? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or Sudan. Sudan? Sudan. Sudan. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's down where Uganda is. All right. I'm trying to think of the pandemic map, the board game, not the COVID. I was primed for that one because uh, one of my grandfathers was in the Marines for 30 years, and the the opening line of the Marine Corps battle hymn, hymn is from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Okay, Slumdog. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> I, what what can I say? Need more need more questions in the bank. We gotta we gotta spread the love and, and get some more interesting categories. <laughs> if you have any suggestions, let me well, know. I mean, we could do other categories, but Kevin keeps losing and he gets to pick them, and he picks ones that he's like, "I'll do." I should have gotten the video right. game one. You should have just picked about that every night. You should have just <laughs> picked film and taken a chance. For all yeah. you know, it was going to be about a movie that you've seen and none of us have seen. I don't know what movie that would be, but. I'm sure it exists. It's a question about film and not movies. Let's just. Sean has definitely seen the replacements. I have not. I have not seen the replacements. So if you want to come up with a question about the replacements to get Kevin back in the game, I'm all for it. I'll take my best guess. Um, All right. That is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.